lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. Who are you? Let us know by emailing the program, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. You can also like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. You can also go to places that don't attempt to censor us like they do. If you go over to MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. Uh, it's Steve Dace on MeWe, Parlor, and Gab at Steve Dace Show on Getter. You can also get clips of the show that are free of censorship, free to watch at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. Again, that is rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Maybe you heard me mention on yesterday's program that I heard from a buddy of mine in Michigan uh, who had been down with COVID despite being fully jabbed for well over a week and just could not kick it, could not get over the top, couldn't get better. And then I sent him what was called the Z stack from my own stack. I sent it to him overnight to get it to him as soon as possible. And he let me know uh, just after a couple of days how much better he was feeling. Uh, If you want to get more information or you'd like to have this in your house, you should. Uh, You should make sure you've got these early treatments available Right now, if possible, uh, particularly the longer or the the more they try to ban them. I got a note from somebody yesterday uh, emailed me and said, thankfully, because of y- the uh, connections uh, that your show shared, I was able to get the ivermectin protocol. But man, when I looked at it last year, I could have gotten this for like 20 bucks. Now it's like 200 bucks. That's because they have created a black market and that has driven the price up. So take full advantage of this uh, with zinc, uh, quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D, formulated uh, formulated by Dr. Vladimir Selenko. He is one of the pioneers in the world in early treatment of COVID. Uh, also uh, is credited with the successful early treatment with President Trump as well. Scientifically formulated, kosher, uh, GMP certified. It's produced right here in the USA. Now more than ever, take control out of, out of your health. Or take control of your health. Stay the hell out of the hospitals if you, for COVID if you possibly can. If you possibly can, stay the hell out of them. All right. That is, it's not even, we were, we were previously saying once they put you on a ventilator, it was a flip of a coin. Now I'm just telling you, if you go into the hospital for COVID, it's a flip of a coin. Period. All right. So, um, and the best way to stay out of there, folks, is to make sure you've got early treatments available to you. Go to Z as in zebra, zstacklife.com slash dace zstacklife.com slash dace right now you'll get five percent off your first order at zstacklife.com slash dace also want to mention our Can friends I break in with breaking news really quick absolutely yeah you'll want to know this justin stephen Breyer is retiring interesting so he has de- he has decided not to pull a ruth bader ginsburg is, is essentially what's it going would on seem. He is he is looking at the the likelihood of the Senate changing hands, uh, and then that seat basically being vacant, uh, because the one thing people say, Steve, you won't. Can you give Mitch McConnell credit for anything? Yeah. The one legitimate thing he's done his entire career as Senate Majority Leader or Republican Senate Leader that was actually to our benefit. That was slightly difficult. That, that's not saying he hasn't done other things to our benefit. He has. 
the, 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 the modifier there is at least slightly difficult. Okay. He's really good at doing things to our benefit when it's easy, meaning things we could largely do ourselves or we all, we did all the heavy lifting. And so all he's got to do now is check a box and half the time he'd prefer not to check that box. He just kind of has to, to keep the scam up now. Right. All right. Uh, but the one thing that he has done, I can think of his entire Republican Senate career is when he refused to fill Antonin Scalia's seat in 2016, when he passed away, I think it was right before the South Carolina primary that year uh, in February. Uh, and so he refused to fill that seat. Uh, Obama put up Merrick Garland, who's now the attorney general, and that allowed that seat to be filled by President Trump instead. Right. So I absolutely think you should give Ditch a, uh, a an attaboy on that. Now, I would add, can you, he, he Ditch is nothing if not a whore. And Ditch knows at this point, the vast majority of people are only voting Republican for two reasons. A, I hate Democrats. B, to try to get better judges, right? I mean, that's the two largest blocks of people voting Republican are doing so for one, if not a, a mixture of both of those reasons. Fair? Mm-hmm. If if they had allowed the great Antonin Scalia's seat to be filled by the Cloward Piven presidency, can you only imagine the revolt that he would have on his hands? Especially with Trump out there now as your nominee, right? Okay, so I, I, I don't, I don't think it was as 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 brave or courageous maybe as as people claimed at the time, but it was at least a little bit difficult to hold out on that, on that, on, on that vacancy for an entire, nearly an entire year. So I'll give him a little credit sure. for that. Sure, I will. Okay, and and likewise, therefore, I think you would have with him Republican Senate leader again uh, after this election. You might have been looking at this exact same prospect now. Okay. And that's also would have made it harder on John Roberts because now he's got one less lefty justice to try to rope Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett into his little um, consortium of the willing. All right. So uh, this is Stephen Breyer has decided either he's got a health issue and or he doesn't want to be the next Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So thank you for that. Uh, I need to get something off my chest, guys. Um, Biden, SCOTUS nominee, Hunter Biden raped me while I was traveling abroad in college. I just need to say that now. I don't have any proof and I don't know where I was or where he was, but it happened. I think, well, at the very least, there should be a hearing nationally televised for you to make your case. Thank you. Of course. Yes. And and we're totally fine with claiming that because we were one of the people at the time that thought we should have done that with her allegations, right? So yeah. turnabout is fair play. And and there is at least right now as much evidence that you and Hunter Biden have uh, bumped uglies mm-hmm. uh, against your will uh, than there was that Christine Blasey Ford and Brett Kavanaugh had. Uh, at Those are point. the rules now, though. Those are the yep. rules now. Yeah, you have made a claim. It's a credible claim. And now uh, uh, he has whoever whoever is nominated by Joe Biden has Hunter now Biden, been yeah. incredibly accused. Oh, you want to make? I was just going to make it in general. Anybody, yeah. anybody. Oh, that's true. Anybody yes, that so, would yeah. be nominated has yeah. now been credibly accused. Right? That that is the game that we play now. Yes. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Convention of States. They put on a fantastic event at our state house yesterday. It was jam packed in our Capitol Rotunda, and it was not warm yesterday. Right? I mean. Um, we have, I mean, our, our, my son's, uh, high school, there's a huge support for athletics there. It was my, my wife and I's turn to volunteer at the concession stand. That was a slow night. There were, a, there were even a lot of people at, at my son's school. They were like, Hey son or daughter. Cause both the boys and girls were playing. We'll catch you guys later this week when it's not minus 30 out. I mean, there was not much of a crowd there last night. All right. I mean, do you get that kind of weather as we had with cold yesterday? 
that will test your metal of your level of commitment, right? And that place was freaking packed and in the middle of the day and with a lot of people that have jobs. So fantastic event uh, put on by the our friends over at Convention of States. Got to see Rick Santorum again. I've not seen him uh, in, a, in a while. He has a little bit more salt in his hair. Does he ever age, though? That is my question. I and know. I thought Does he, he get older? Okay. He appears not. No, not much older anyway. Uh, but uh, had a great time. I was honored to speak there. So hopefully um, uh, maybe that video will show up somewhere. They like to post those speeches up there. I I tried to give a raucous one, especially because because when I walked in, there was a counter protest from lefties yeah. going on. Yeah. So that kind of got my juices flowing and fired up a little bit. So and you were there. I was. So, all right. So good stuff. All right. Let's get to what is on today's show. We're going to play buy, sell, or hold beginning at the bottom of this hour. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, is with us. He's got more information on those Defense Department whistleblowers on adverse side effects with COVID jabs within the military. He's going to share that data and more with us coming up uh, in the final segment of today's show. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the Fourth Reich. The FDA has revoked emergency use authorization for monoclonal antibody treatment for COVID-19, saying the drug is ineffective for treating those hospitalized with the COVID-19 Omicron variant. This blindsided the state of Florida, who will no longer be able to operate monoclonal antibody treatment sites, which have saved countless lives. Governor Ron DeSantis spoke about the matter yesterday. This is something that they claim shouldn't be used because we have Omicron. And what we would say in Florida is we have had people use it and we've had good results. It's not 100%. We understand that. Uh, But you also don't even know when someone goes in whether it's Omicron or still the Delta. Yes, mostly in Florida, it's going to be Omicron at this point. Uh, But it's really a reckless decision to be able to take this option away from patients. White House coronavirus advisor Andy Slavitt says monoclonal antibodies are kook medicines and repeated a conspiracy theory about DeSantis being on the take from Regeneron, who manufactures the treatment. This is consistent with the kind of quack, quack armchair medicine that politicians um, have been practicing throughout the pandemic uh, because, of course, they know better and they're recommending recipes um, that, you know, online... Um, you know, podcasters and others are, are recommending. Uh, but the reality is, you 2,200 people dying every day, and almost all of them have not been vaccinated. So Ron DeSantis cares. Ron DeSantis will talk about why he, he needs to get a booster, why he probably has gotten a booster and hasn't talked about it, why people in the state of Florida and around the country should get boosted. That will protect them. Um, and he's choosing to fight a battle on something that, sadly, um, we've lost in our arsenal for now. Uh, the monoclonals will hopefully be updated to work again in the future. But for the moment, why doesn't he follow the science instead of pandering to his relationship with Regeneron, which I think is what he's doing here, um, and just being being contrary in a way that attracts attention? White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki added, Well, let's just take a step back here just to realize how crazy this is a little bit. Um, We've approached uh, COVID treatments like filling a medicine cabinet. What the FDA is making clear is that 
these treatments, the ones that they are fighting over, that the governor is fighting over, do not work against Omicron, and they have side effects. That is what the scientists are saying. So just to be crystal clear here, the Biden administration is actively trying to kill people for not affirming their narrative about the COVID-19 jabs. In completely unrelated news, here's the Cheshire Cat Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, at the World Economic Forum Confab, talking about suicides in her country in the past couple of years. Everyone knows someone who has taken their own life. Now, we're a, we're a small country, less than 5 million people, but last year over 600 people committed suicide. And so they say in politics, you know, everything is personal. And for me, the issue of mental health was deeply personal. In further completely unrelated news, a patient on the heart transplant list at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston has been taken off that list after the hospital told him and his family he's no longer eligible for transplants because he hasn't taken the COVID therapeutic. In further, further completely unrelated news, a Kids Are Resilient update. Here is WPBF-TV in Florida. Jacqueline Teague says during this pandemic, her speech therapy clinic has seen an enormous shift in the ages of their patients. Before the pandemic, only 5% of patients were babies and toddlers. Today, it has soared to 20%. Many parents calling it COVID delayed. We've seen a 364% increase in patient referrals of babies and toddlers from pediatricians and parents. And they are children that are having a difficult time speaking. Speech delayed. Babies start learning how to speak by reading lips as young as eight months. So what happens when lips and faces are covered up by masks? Well, therapists say for some kids, they can work around the mask and still learn to speak perfectly fine. But for others, it can cause speech delays. There's no research out there yet to say that this could be causing speech and language delays, but most definitely it's, I'm sure, a factor. It's very important kids do see your face to learn, so they're watching your mouth. Good news, the Biden administration's vaccine or test mandate for workers at large businesses has been formally withdrawn by OSHA. OSHA says after reviewing the Supreme Court's decision on the matter, they would no longer attempt to enforce the edict. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin continues his hot start in that state. He's now set up a tip line to report schools teaching critical racist theory. In Canada, a long convoy of truckers are driving across the country this week in protest of that nation's vax passport system. Freedom-loving Canadians are meeting them and cheering them on along the way. It's January, which is typically the off-season for illegal immigration, but that doesn't seem to be the case now. In Brownsville, Texas, hundreds of illegal aliens, almost all single adult men, were released from custody this week because reasons. That's according to Bill Malugan of Fox News. Donald Trump has endorsed Tennessee Republican Morgan Ortegas in her bid for a seat in the House of Representatives. Here's Ortegas at her wedding, officiated by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Here's Ortegas in a selfie she took with rhino Susan Collins. Here's Ortegas in 2016 calling Trump disgusting and here's a selfie Ortegas took with Joe Biden just last year after his inauguration. Neil Young has given the audio streaming service Spotify an ultimatum in a letter to his record label. He said, quote, they can have Joe Rogan or Young, but not both, which begs a very important question. Who's Neil Young? A new Trafalgar Group poll shows 40 percent of Americans. That can't be right. 40% of Americans are willing to take three or more booster shots of the COVID jabs. 31% say they're not willing to take any. In completely unrelated news, here's a chart from Our World in Data showing COVID patients in the ICU and quadruple jabbed Israel compared to countries like the United Kingdom and Denmark. And that's what happened while we were away. Wow, is there a lot there. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Bonner Private Wine. 
Um, you know, they've got fantastic imported wines available for you with our friends at Bonner Private Wines. Uh, a lot of these wines come from deep in the Andes Mountains, up to 9,000 feet. Some of the best Malbec grape vineyards in the world. And now you can get them imported, not just from Argentina, but to your front door or back door if you like your deliveries there. Uh, and uh, that is, or side door, garage door, whichever you prefer. Uh, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve is where you can go to get these rare wines at half the retail price. We've all tried these. We've all got, uh, we've all done at least a bottle. I think Todd's done about three. Uh, and then we still have uh, stashes of them. They're phenomenal wines. We, we just couldn't recommend them uh, more highly. All three of us have really enjoyed it. Again, uh, you can get fantastic imported wine at half the retail price and 50% off of the shipping as well. 50% off of the shipping as well. When you go to BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. We're going to get into that Trafalgar Group poll that shows 40% of Americans are literally insane. Literally insane. I, I will take endless jabs from an experimental substance that I do not know the long-term consequences of in order to not guarantee and prevent me from getting the very virus I'm deathly afraid of despite its 0.58 infection fatality rate. Do I have that down? Pretty much. Is that pretty much the chain of events here? It's just this, science, this, this is This is insanity. Mass formation psychosis. That's the new buzzword, right? Yeah. We'll get into this today during the overtime. We are, are going to record it right after today's show for Blaze TV subscribers, and you'll be able to watch it later today after we upload it for you at blazetv.com slash dace. That's D-E-A-C-E, and that's also where you can go to get a discounted subscription to Blaze TV today at blazetv.com slash dace. Let, let's begin. I'm going to try to get through as, as several of these quickly because there's a major point I want to make here before this this segment ends. Number one, um, mad props uh, to the remnant of Canadians that are out there, either driving those trucks or cheering, standing for, and applauding those who are. And do you understand how important of an event this could potentially be? And this is where you got to start thinking a little bit more offensively. And I know it, it's outside of your normal ecosystem because you're so outnumbered right now in your own country. But these truckers and this line of people following them in what is not what is not a, an unlarge country, right? It is not convenient to form a human chain throughout Canada in order to follow a, you know, a convoy of truckers. This is one of the largest land masses on this planet. This is your Chick-fil-A day. Folks, this is where we had lines of people outside Chick-fil-A back in two, uh, 10 years ago now protesting the rainbow jihad attacks on them. Don't make the mistake Romney made. It wasn't just that Romney dismissed it. He didn't organize it. All of those people, I'm, I see polls in, in Canada right now that Trudeau is leading the prime minister election, but he's at like 31%. Those people that are lined up throughout your country right now, a not insignificant number, somebody get out there and start organizing them into one voice and one body of political influence. 
Because one of the things you often wonder is, where would I find the people that agree with me? How would I even start? I bring you this. This is how. A viral event where if somebody flies, somebody floats a bat signal, sounds a shofar, and then I guess we just, let's find out who, let's find out who shows up, right? Now you know. Names, emails, connectivity, and then how are we going to organize throughout this country for maximum impact? Because never forget, it is not, you do not win elections by winning the majority of the people. You win elections by winning a majority of the people who show up to vote. Secondly, another puke endorsement from Donald Trump. There's a report out today that this woman actually just moved to Tennessee less than a year ago. There's another report out there that throughout her Twitter feed and and social media is calls for war with Russia. This, This woman's a puke. And there have been too many puke endorsements from Donald Trump. Too many. One of the reasons I tend to gravitate to the new hotness, one of the reasons why, like I tried to talk Chip Roy out of running in the first place. Um, And then once he got elected, I've been like trying to get him to run for every leadership position there is. There's there's when Chip came to meet with me and Jason Johnson uh, we met in an Irish pub in D.C. as they were new with a freshman senator named Ted Cruz asking me the lay of the land and, and who I hadn't even known yet, asking me the lay of the land in Iowa. And do I think a freshman senator should run for president? I actually gave him the cautionary tale of Rick Santorum. I said, you should do it right now. Otherwise, you're going to end up being Rick Santorum. Who was Rick Santorum? Rick Santorum was the Ted Cruz of the 1990s. That's who he was. He was the most beloved by senator by the conservative grassroots. He was the, the number one in-demand speaker for every conservative grassroots group. He was our firebrand. And then he was there for a long time and they put him in leadership. What happened when they put him in leadership? Let me start cutting deals for Arlen Specter and Christy Todd Whitman, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That's what happens. You either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. The public office in this country, particularly in Washington, is, a, is an ego tumor. And there's no known cure. I used to call it RCV, ruling class virus. And it begins infecting the host the minute you get off the plane. That's why I tend to gravitate to whoever's new. It's not that they haven't disappointed me yet. It's that they haven't been there. They haven't been corrupted yet. That's the issue. See, it's not that they haven't disappointed me. So I go there. It's that they haven't been corrupted yet. That's why they haven't disappointed me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Because it's, the clock's ticking, man. Everybody. Now, you know, I, I think that that Chip's born on date's going to be a little longer than most other people's. But dude, he'll be the first person to tell you, I probably shouldn't be in this position for like 20 years. Because he's been there. He knows what it's like. And if, inevitably, you're faced with a choice. And this typically happens more to Republicans than Democrats. Because Democrats are more ideologically driven as a party. And that choice is this. Are you there to do something or be somebody? See, we think, we think the chief way to vet candidates in primaries is on the meticulousness of their systematic, conservative, hermeneutical communication. No. I used to think that too. We had to account for human nature. There's a far more basic craven instinct than that. Are you there to do something or be somebody? 
What Donald Trump is showing you, what he showed you in 2016, is he was there to do something. Be your voice, your represents you. We're going to build a wall. We're going to make America great again. Now he's crossed over into, I'm there to be somebody. Like the other, like yesterday's video at the T, I'm the 45th and 47th presidents. It's about you now. Not about, it's not about you and his base anymore. It's about him. Now, the good news with Trump is he is extremely malleable and flexible. So you can spank him and he'll pay attention. He just did last week, right? He went from Pfizer, uh, Pfizer spokesman to those, those jabs never even came up at the, la- at the event he did in Arizona, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so he is sensitive to your criticism in his base. He'll make it about you to make it about him. That's right. But you're okay with that because it's still in the end about you. Yes. But you're going to need to spank him and you're going to have to probably spank him more repeatedly. If not, you're going to have to find somebody else now to be your proxy. Because he's just planning on running this thing back in his name, not yours. Those actions are pretty obvious. This isn't an isolated, pukey endorsement. There has been too many of these. Finally. I don't... I'm trying to pause, guys, because I was telling Todd and Aaron before the show, I'm, I'm out of storage space for bile that I'm swallowing. I don't have any other, I don't have, I have no place left to store it. I'm out of cheeks to turn. I am. I'm not saying that's good or righteous. I'm just being honest about where I'm at. I'm out of cheeks to turn. And I'm, 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 I've got no place left to put any, any bile to store. The anger wants out. I was here kind of about a year or so ago, recall? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of back here where I was. Maybe it's also winter. That might have something to do with it. I don't know, but, or just makes it worse. So I, I, I want to make sure I'm in my right mind and I'm not unrighteously angry before I say what I'm about to say. What you saw from Andy Slavitt and Jen Psaki in that in that montage of errands. It's not politics. It's not even cynical politics. It's not, it's not even like hyper-corrupt politics. It's, it's just, it's not even Marxist, uh, communist, doublespeak. That is real spiritual darkness. The indifference of suffering that you typically see with killers. I can't be bothered. Your suffering is in the way of my agenda. For a killer, it's their gratification. For these people, it is the pursuit of their narrative at all costs. And if your suffering gets in the way with that, then we have to kick you off of the transplant list. There is, in in no scientific universe, can the monoclonal antibodies no longer work for Omicron, but the jabs do. After monoclonal, the the name of the product is a monoclonal what? Antibody. Say it again? Antibody. Antibody. Uh, The goal of taking a vaccine 
if we actually had those. We don't anymore. But uh, the goal of getting these jabs is in order for your body to have what? Produce antibodies. To produce antibodies. And, and again, the monoclonal, the monoclonal uh, what is that therapy? Antibody. They put antibodies into your body? Huh. And the goal of the jab is to get your body to produce? Antibodies. Antibodies. Huh. It can't be, it's not possible. It is impossible. Impossible. It's totally possible that the that they don't work for Omicron any longer. But that but see one of the things we're seeing is Omicron is the dominant strain in the country by far, but the dominant strain of those who are being hospitalized is still Delta. So it's a bit of a it's it's a bit of a catch 22, all right? But it is possible that these no longer work for Omicron. But if they don't then guess what else doesn't work? The jabs don't. They can't these things can, it cannot possibly be true that the jabs work for Omicron, but the monoclonals don't. It's not tr- It can't be true. It cannot be true, especially because the jabs don't stop you from getting an infection. We're told that the jabs now do what? Prevent a severe infection. That's what we've been told for nearly six months, right? What is the point of monoclonal therapy? Monoclonal therapy is to treat what kind of infection? A serious infection. Or to prevent one. Isn't that exactly what the jabs are said to do in their marketing materials? This is pure darkness. Pure levels of darkness. You are expendable to them if you get in the way of their narrative. They are fine killing you. Completely fine with it, in fact. Otherwise, what's your alternative explanation? Buy, sell, or hold is next. Built Bar is your perfect solution if you're looking to both satisfy your sweet tooth and uh, eat good nutrition. And a lot of us thought it wasn't possible. I did until I got introduced to Built Bar a couple of years ago. And now I'm I'm not just a promoter. I am a I'm an addict, uh, frankly. I mean, I mean there, there's there's this, my garage is partly for cars and then the other half of it is for the storage of my stash of built bars. All right. So if you want to try the greatest protein bar of all time. I promise you it is the best you have ever had. Uh, And it's loaded with flavor, uh, so many great flavors as well. Uh, I just had another one of the original, uh, just the toasted uh, chocolate coconut. It's phenomenal stuff. It really does taste like a Mounds bar. I I mean, I I don't know that I could tell the difference if I tried them both back to back, except one of them is loaded with sugar and a bunch of stuff I don't need. Another one's a protein bar. Uh, and not loaded with sugar, calories, and carbs. All right, so try today. Promo code is DACE, my last name, to get 15% off today at Built.com. D-E-A-C-E, 15% off your first or next order for Built Bar with the promo code DACE at Built.com. Let's get to it. It is time to play Buy, seller Hold. Aaron, with a lot of help from you and the audience, has put together, for you and me, Todd, uh, a series of questions, predictions, lists on a cornucopia of topics uh, that we will be completely blindsided with and not know in advance what we're responding to. Uh, We will decide, hey, yeah, I buy that. Uh, Hey, no, uh, I'm going to sell that. 
Hopefully we'll have a legitimate reason why we chose, uh, which we chose. If you, though, use a hold for any reason other than Aaron should be fired for even letting that on the air, you will let Lindsey Graham give you your next booster. I don't have to take that. <laughs> Aaron, go ahead. So, uh, so buy, sell, or hold. Over 50% odds that these following names have a have an outside chance or any chance why, or whatsoever of being Biden's SCOTUS nominee. Plus or minus 50%. So if it's below 50%, you're selling. If it's at 50%, you're holding. If it's above 50%, you're buying. Okay. Uh, Kamala Harris. Buy. Sell. Why? Uh, that would be a political... That would be... Uh, I mean, I, 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 the kind of political disaster, self-inflicted, that out in the open. That's also true for naming her vice president, and here we are. But this, you can hide her. You can't hide her through a confirmation process. Not nah, uh, sell. I mean, we should, we should almost. In fact, you should be on your knees to Jobu right now, praying they do that. Because whoever they put there is going to vote the same way anyway. So you might as well go ahead and put somebody there that that is the absolute worst public representation of it in an election year, right? But I'm going to sell. I don't think we could be that fortunate. Oh, I said buy. Okay. Why do you? Why are you buying? Just because? Because of all of that? Yeah. Everything you said just makes me think the other way. The, the beauty of this era is that we can make all the same logical analysis, but go the other way. And it's every bit as possible that going the other way will happen or that the logical analysis will be proven true. It's you almost can't be wrong. Really? She has no, she doesn't need legal standards, legal acumen at all to do what they want her to do. I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. She she can't function as a human being. I guess it's not about that. She's not human. She cannot function on a basic human level. She cannot. And if she does that to the nth degree, what is going to prevent her from getting confirmed? It's if not. They a, want it's, her? Of course, she's going to get confirmed. It's the it's the political damage of putting that in people's faces. And there's a reason why they 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 don't have her do live unscripted events. There's a reason why everything they have her do is extremely buttoned down. All right, because. You end up with the Charlemagne the God, uh, I'm sorry, you're cutting out on me. I mean, this, she is the most terrible politician I have ever seen. Like an SN, like if there was a right-wing SNL, she is the, the figure, the construct that we would create in order to pillory the other side. We should be begging that they put her on display, begging that they do that. But I don't think we'll be that lucky. Uh, transgender. Sell just, too early for that yet. Just a transgender? Yep. Just somebody who is transgendered? Yep. Oh, if they well, first of all, nobody is transgendered. There's if, just if, men and women. Right. Nobody is transgendered. All right. But so somebody claiming to be? They put up the ad. Yes, you know that's what I meant. Yeah, I know. I just, I know, I know. <laughs> Let's say, uh, bye. But, uh, but sell. They, again, we couldn't be that lucky for that level of exposure, that level of sunlight. I mean, there's a reason why... I hope Matt, God bless him, gets everything. I hope Matt Walsh gets everything out of that Dr. Phil appearance because he's never getting another one of those where he gets to look at a bearded, the bearded lady dude and say, 
why are you so desperate to be a woman? Can you define a woman for me? And he says, no, I can't. All right. We, we couldn't be that fortunate. So sell. All right. Let's go on to uh, submissions here. Here and no It's going to be Merrick Garland. You guys know that, right? Yeah. They're going to nominate Merrick yeah. Garland. That's yeah. what they're going to do. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Here and no further uh, says Trump will continue to make ham handed endorsements in the 2022 cycle, hurting his brand to the point he makes it impossible for MAGA country to vote for him. So. It it won't make it impossible. I'm cluing in on that word. Okay, I'm with you. I think that word is difficult. I will tell you, though, we're in a world now where Bannon's media operation is openly mocking Trump's endorsements. Okay. Uh, they're doing it right now with this uh, fake Tennessee chick. So I, I, I think impossible is a tough word. And I also think Trump is extremely sensitive to getting criticized from the right bias base. So um, I'll sell. Next, we'll go to Chris Goble. Thanks to all the libs dunking on his loss last weekend. Aaron Rodgers will play for a team in a conservative area next year like Tennessee, Miami or Tampa if Randy retires sell that he might play there but not because of that math he's not i i heard one of our local sports talk radio radio hosts say you know i don't know if uh if if uh aaron Rodgers would go to seattle because of his politics the dude is a liberal he's a lefty <laughs> he's a lefty atheist guys the reason why he the, the one book from the right he chose to read was atlas shrugged is because it was also written by what kind of person an atheist all right I mean, this is it, it is it is absolutely cultic to just not to immediately assume no one could possibly come to a critical thinking conclusion that does not affirm your narrative. I mean, it's just beyond cultic. I mean, I can totally see I can totally see why people look at evil in the world and don't believe the Bible and the God of the Bible. I can totally understand it. Now, I think it's a poor argument because it leaves out, well, which, what, what role do you play in this? What role do human beings play in this? Right? But, but do I think that that is not a logical assumption that an unregenerated mind could make? Of course well, it's not. the church thinks it's so logical that it has entire exactly. rings of theology that speak to it. A- exactly. It's not, so that doesn't, you believing that, does that affirm my narrative? Not in any way. Okay. I mean, we sing all blessings flow from the Father at church. So you believing that evil in the world is is evidence that there cannot be a God, or at least a benevolent one, does not affirm my narrative, right? Mm -hmm. But can I also, though, at the same time, see why someone of their right mind might think that or believe that? Yeah, sure I can. That's why I spend a lot of time addressing it. And other, and believers have for 2,000 years, Mm -hmm. you know? The idea, though, that I cannot see how anyone would come to conclusions that don't affirm my narrative beyond I then have to now label them or dismiss them as another. That is how cults behave. If you're doing that, you are in a cult. Okay. This guy agrees with you more on the issues than he does us. He just doesn't happen to believe in BS. Now I will say this, knowing how ornery of a son of a gun he is, y'all keep pressing on him like this. Because now he could, last week he came out and threw some shots at Biden, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all keep pressing down on him at this. He's going to speak at CPAC before Steve Dace. I can see that. We keep going down this road. I, I absolutely can see Aaron Rodgers just freaking out of spite 
Like next next month, he shows up on the Pat on the uh, that what's that Pat McAfee Pat Ma- McAfee show with and, and behind him is God Man in Yale. All right, that's the book on the shelf behind him. Keep up with that. I could see him just doing that out of friggin' spite for y'all. That I could see. But isn't Pat McAfee the ex punter who's yes, gay? Yes, for the Colts, he's not gay. I don't think he's gay. I thought there was. I thought that, I don't know there was a punter who was. I think he's pretty very uh, prolific. I think he's very prolific in the in the barstool sports kind of way. Oh, brother, okay. if you know what I'm talking about. You remember who I'm very talking ungay. about? There was a very outspoken. No punter who was. But it wasn't him. Okay. I, 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 okay. I think he's much more. Uh, uh, Got it. Barstool than San Francisco. Got you're it. feeling me? Okay. Uh, the hot takes are flowing in now on the uh, Tinder, not Grinder. On the uh, Briar News, this is from some blue check named Doug Hay, whose profile says North Carolinian, former Capitol Hill RNC campaign flack, ex-CNN or Harvard IOP fellow. Buy, sell, or hold this hot take. Welp, not throwing away two Senate seats in Georgia seems pretty important right now. Um. Oh, because it, the Republicans could have stopped the sure. filling of this seat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll buy that. But but who threw that seat away? Who threw that seat away? I mean, you're a Republican. I don't know who this guy is, by the way. I guess we're assuming he's some kind of GOP flack. Yep. Okay. Well, you know, right before Christmas, I never thought, just like I thought several times during the Trump presidency, I'm like, I really wish we could see more of the authoritarian, I feared. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought I'd have to say to Ditch McConnell, you're not spending enough money. But remember, right before Christmas, they had another one of these massive omnibus spending bills that Trump said he would never sign again and then like sign three more of them. Uh, They had one of these massive omnibus spending bills. And they could have cut more of more free money to people. They chose not to. They chose to send it to study gender studies in Pakistan. Remember, we had these conversations. Mm -hmm. So you got Democrats out there saying, hey, man, we should be sending you guys five, ten grand. And Republicans are like, yeah, McConnell's like, I I will not be bullied. Uh, He even said that. I will not be bullied. I will not be bullied, uh, except by the Pakistani gender studies program. I will be bullied by them as I take them up uh, my whole root and branch. I will do that. All right. Um, I mean, dude. Where's the guy? Where was the guy that once told Trump, you, "You don't ever lose an election for not for spending too much money"? Here we're having literally an open bid for voters, and right before Christmas, and they decide, "Yeah, we're not going to participate." So, I, 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 I'm sh- I know he's claiming that this was thrown away because Trump dared to ask for an honest vote count in Georgia. But let me tell you what people like even more than an honest vote count. You know what people like even more than an honest vote count? Winning money or money, especially when it comes from <laughs> other people. They like other people's money. Uh, even more than an honest vote count. Other people's money. Could have just bought off a bunch of voters in Georgia and kept those seats. Chose not to do that. So that's on you, bro. I hate this take with a burning passion. Of, if I may, uh, I hate this take with a burning passion of a thousand suns. Anytime, and if it weren't for Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, we'd be hearing this take over and over again. Anytime it comes down to one or two votes on something in the Senate. Oh, it's all those stupid right-wingers, those stupid Trump-supporting groups. And this is from, coming from people with our own jerseys. If they wouldn't have just if they would have just accepted the results of the election, we wouldn't be in this situation. Here's the thing though, it's a red state with a red administration, and your constituents are telling you they don't believe that the last election was legitimate. That's on you. It, maybe it was. Preach. It's on you yep. to prove to them yep. that it was. That's a you problem. If you didn't you do that, uh, you didn't do your job 
to convince them that it was legitimate. That's a you problem. Very it's well not said. ours. You nailed it. Um, Amen. Next, you want to say something? Uh, I was just, I'm with both of you. And by the way, my apologies to Pat McAfee. I was thinking of Chris Cluey. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I remember that name now. Former, former yeah. uh, Vikings punter, I think, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Davis says uh, 25% of those who go to the Olympics will bring back their countries to their countries this mysterious form of Ebola hemorrhagic fever that's sweeping China while the Chinese government tries to cover it up and pretend it's Omicron. Do we have any um, historical example of large festivals of athletic events in China that acted as early mass spreading events? Just re-rack the greatest hits. Jerry, I, 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 I regret to, to inform uh, you, you uh, are a conspiracy theorist. I'm, I'm going to hold, and even if it means I have to let Lindsey Graham boost me, because it's not that that was lame, it's that that has broken me. And I, I just, I, I don't even want to address it. I don't want to, I want to pretend I didn't read it. Here's an, I don't, I, I'm going to hold. I, I just. I want to buy. I'm, I'm, in fact, I need to be held. I need to be held right now nope. uh, after reading that. Nope, I, bye. I, I, I can't. I can't. I'm broken. Um, what's going to be the dominance? And I'm Michael Douglas. I'm five minutes away from Michael Douglas and falling down. I'm going to park my bleeping car under an underpass, and then it's on. Okay? So I, I, I just, I'm just going to have to hold right now. So what's going to be the dominant virus in six months? Is it going to be the uh, crab monkey flu or the uh, Ebola hemorrhagic fever? Uh, it'll be Fucktron, but it, they'll spell it P-H-U-C-K. That's what it will be. <laughs> Uh, that's what it will be called. Yes. Uh, next, we'll go to Benjamin Siebel. Top five things that will get you on buy, sell, or told. For like 10 seconds there, I thought we were all out of a job. Uh, number five, use 80s rock somehow. Buy. Yes. That usually works. Uh, yeah, anyway, I'll buy. Number four, is the Pope Catholic? That's That can be an autoplay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, number three, 80s and 90s sports lists. That's a buy. Sure. Yeah. Number two, snark. As we well, just yeah. demonstrated yeah. a minute ago. Buy. Yes. And number one, Lindsey Graham and jab double entendres. Ah, but, I mean, yeah. that's asked and answered, Your Honor. It's a good, it's a good list. list. We have so many low bars. <laughs> I came away f- from that realizing <laughs> I'm really immature, actually. <laughs> uh, still Big Ten Champs says if Jimmy doesn't sign his contract this week, Michigan football should look for a new head coach. Total buy. This has just gone beyond ridiculous. It's just beyond ridiculous. Uh, I mean, we can find there's 30 coaches that can go one and six against Ohio State the next seven years and not beat Mel Tucker twice. I mean, I just this has gone beyond ridiculous. Total buy. He's so interesting because he's he's got that side of him that I came to appreciate going down to uh, Alabama's backyard early on and recruiting, uh, getting in the face of all the antagonism against yep. the movie um, American, you know the um, the movie about the guy uh, American Sniper. American Sniper. Thank you. But then he he's his all the diva stuff that Aaron Rodgers has rightly got in the past. He's a diva too, in his own little khaki yeah. way. I mean, this is this is this is either he's just just so desperate for an NFL job and can't take a hint they don't want to hire him because somebody would have done it by now or he just wants the attention and affection both of those are dude code violations yeah total buy more buy Siller hold in a minute
Back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, podcast. I'm Steve Dace. He's Aaron McIntyre. He is Totters, and you are you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. That's Steve at SteveDace.com. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Look for us as well on MeWe Parlor Gab and Getter. And then look for clips of the show that you can watch for free that are also free of censorship at rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. That's rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. If you are a podcast listener, thank you very much. You're a big part of this show's audience and ongoing growth. Please, if you've yet to do so, hit the uh, follow, subscribe button, whichever applies on wherever you podcast from, and leave us a five-star review as well, particularly if it's iTunes. Uh, It really boosts uh, our profile there. So thanks to all of you that have done those things for the show already. Very much appreciate each and every one of you. You know, we we talked about our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom quite a bit last year. Uh, They have won a lot of landmark uh, rulings when it comes to religious freedom. Uh, And then later in the year, they got uh, finally got involved in the fight against COVID stand and jab mandates. They also take a look at what's happening internationally to see, hey, what precedents if they're set here, because we are increasingly dealing with a spirit of the age that doesn't care about the Constitution, but uses foreign court precedent uh, to make up its own rulings. There is a case, I don't, a, a lot of, uh, of, of the conservative media sphere has written about this story this week. Have you guys seen the story going on in Finland? So there's a story in Finland right now where a former minister, a former member of parliament, all right, this woman's a former member of parliament, uh, in fact, no, she's a current member. She's been in it since 1995. All right. And, and, but she's, I think, a retired physician. Retired physician. She's been a member of parliament for 19, yeah. since 1995. They, the police are investigating her, looking to charge her because she has publicly upheld the, the well, not just the Bible, but every sane um, construct of humanity since, you know, we came uh, crawling out of the garden. Uh, on, on what is a man and what is a woman. And a lot of the, the things that, that we knew would happen if we changed the definition of marriage here in the U.S., how did we know those things? Because they did it first in Europe, and we saw these conflicts emerge there, and so we knew that they were going to happen here. And so a lot of times what ends up going there first ends up arriving here because it's the same spirit of the age that launches it there where it's a little friendlier. There's less church over there in Europe than there is here. But that's just another example of the ongoing fight to defend our freedoms. And remember, at Alliance Defending Freedom, they represent everybody pro bono. That means they get by on uh, donations, tax-deductible donations from people like us. If you want to take a stand today with Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, you can go to ADF International, all one word, adfinternational.org slash free speech on trial. adfinternational.org slash free speech on trial or adflegal.org slash Steve. You can do that too. adflegal.org slash Steve. Let's get back to buy, sell, or hold. So this next one is from, uh, but uh, aren't you vaccinated on a topic we were just talking about during the break. And uh, unbeknownst to you guys, it was up next to the queue. Who says uh, the T levels of Blaze subscribers went up 80% after watching Todd's rant on Monday's overtime, a Dacian wave of conservative babies coming fall 2022. (laughs) That's great. Todd Aphrodisiac. Yes. Well, you'll have to tell me why I should. I honestly didn't think like it was there. 
Is there one thing I said? Because I that seemed to be just like it was the whole thing that you said. But yeah. it, but it's that's just the day show. I didn't you. No, you, I hear this every day from you. But that one in particular was just cathartic. That's, I think, I'm, I'm grateful. I think it was just cathartic. I, I mean, I got a, listen. A mutual friend of ours told me he he watched it three times in a row. Watched it, rewound it, watched it again, rewound it, watched it again, again. Is this what they mean? You know, in the scripture by just the Holy Spirit, you'll know what to say because I. I, I there you go. I was, I'm, cause I'm at the same part of, we were talking, you know, that bonnet wine, that's why it goes down so easy. Just at the night, I just need to not think mm-hmm. about this. And mm-hmm. I have a nice glass or two and everything gets nice and smooth. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, next. Bye. Cause yeah. I, I want that one to be true. So yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. Electric Raptor says the Bills and Chiefs would still be playing overtime right now. Wouldn't you love a college, the, the original college overtime rolls? With those two teams, can you imagine how what that atmosphere would have been like with the way those two quarterbacks? They both played perfect. I games. mean, they 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 did. I mean, you're talking about two guys played the kind of game that you would watch an NFL films special about as an all time performance, like ten or twenty mm-hmm. years from now. They both they just so happened they both did it in the same game at the same time against one another. That would have been. Now I I love the original college overtime. I don't like putting it at the I don't like putting it at the 25. I'd put it like at the 40 or 45 so you at least got to get a first down before you kick a field goal. But can you imagine if we just said to those guys, "All right man, balls at midfield. We're just going to play till somebody wins." Can you imagine how much fun? I mean, first of all, this that game was an incredible amount of fun just by itself, but can you even imagine the next level that that would have reached in that kind of an atmosphere? So I love this take. I'll buy. I like it. Uh, I mean, I know you're being facetious, but I'll buy. Yeah, I, I'll I'll buy. But I, Aaron, I give you really big props for defending uh, when you were on the winning side of that thing. The notion that the rules should change. Yeah, now it's gone overboard, though. Well, well, but that's my. I there. This is not some great injustice when when you get yeah. to the end of a game and you can't play forever you have got to create absurd listen the, all those ga- this great weekend everybody's talking about by the way they all ended up in kicks the least football but we all hold on to the edge of our seat for a kick it, that's not really football but we know that we got to do it you know somehow soccer ends up in pk's it, oh, it, I knew you were gonna. Well, it's just the other supporter. It, it's, 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 I it, there wasn't. This wasn't some grotesque injustice. I wouldn't care if you changed the rules about it. It's uh, not. It's not. A, it's. I, I agree. It's not a grotesque injustice, and and you can't let a guy go fifty yards yeah. in thirteen seconds. See, right. that's what's bothering. Okay. That's what's bothering me. It's like twenty eighteen. Chiefs lost in the same way. It was a yeah. great game. Chiefs lost in the same way. So they proposed a rule change that off season, and they were called sore losers. Now this happens, but the Chiefs are the beneficiaries of it. And instead of talking about holy cow, that's legendary, you know, 45 yards in 10 seconds, it's a grave injustice. Nobody's talking about the fact that uh, 45 yards in 10 seconds, how does that even happen? Yeah, that's, that, I don't believe the Bills got screwed. I mean, you're the number one defense in the NFL. You got to stop somebody going 50 yards in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't care who, dude, I don't care if the last son of Krypton's the other team's quarterback. That's not asking too much when you're the number one defense in the, in the, in the sport to not give up 50 yards in 10 seconds. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it, I do think it's a separate argument about if you're putting together the best made for TV product, yep. 
having Josh Allen never go out on the field in that overtime, that's that's not putting together the best product you can. So I don't think that they were screwed. Okay, tackle. Maybe don't take the guy who's the first, second, third and fourth best tight end in the league and not cover him. Okay, so it's an easy pitch and catch for a 30 yard game. I, I mean, you didn't get screwed. Just tackle somebody once. But that being said, systemically, it's just not the best use of the product that the NFL has to have it come down to that level of randomness, I would say. By the way, more breaking news today. Denmark now, the third European country to announce uh, all COVID restrictions will be lifted by February 1st. And uh, Denmark is no longer classifying COVID as, quote, a socially critical disease, end quote. Wow. It's got to be awkward. I mean, don't they share a border with Germany, don't they? Isn't it the South? Isn't it? Yeah. Connected to yeah. Germany? That's people just, is that the new wall? The new Berlin wall? Germans staring over into free Denmark? Yeah, Andy Germany, Germany does seem to be going opposite. Yeah. Pretty much every, almost every country left in, in Europe, uh, except for Germany and Austria. Austria is still like, hey, we're still dropping the hammer on the jabs. Where, is there a historical precedent where everybody in Europe goes one way? And Germany and Austria decide to go on their own towards What's a, up a, with a, those an guys? authoritarian duopoly. Do we have any? Do we have any prior precedent or historical analogy to draw upon where that's concerned? Can't think of anything. Those guys are weird. Yep. Next, Rusty Shackelford has Mount Rushmore of World War II epics, Band of Brothers. This is I can't believe I haven't seen this, and it's it's like Aaron not seeing Rudy. I just I haven't, haven't seen this either. So I haven't I'm gotten around to I, it, but I, I know it's bad, and so I'm going to buy just because of uh, on reputation. I've seen episodes, but I've never seen it all the way through. Okay. So, but that must say, speak to something. I know it's good, but I'll sell. Saving Private Ryan. Buy. Buy for the, I mean, the opening scene by itself. Yes. Uh, number three, The Pacific. I don't know that Is that an yeah. old movie? That's yeah, going to be an old one. one. Okay. Uh, number four, The Dirty Dozen. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But if you're going to put an old movie on there, how about The Longest Day? About, I mean, pretty much anybody who's anybody in the golden age of Hollywood is in that film about D-Day. It's called The Longest Day. I mean, I think that's got to be probably somewhere in there. Next, we'll go to Sonia. Biden will announce the end of the pandemic at the State of the Union address. So. I'm going to buy. I don't don't know now... His definition of the end may be different than ours. Okay. You think? <laughs> but you can just see how these blocks are. I've been talking about this for the last couple weeks on the show. You can see how these blocks are being assembled. Now, it will not be what we would call the an end because they're attempting to navigate this cult base they have at the exact same time. Okay. But there will be some, some level of call for normalcy or sanity or that it, or or that it's, it's near, it's on the horizon. We're near the end and there will be something along those lines. I, I, I I agree. I think we'll see that. Yes. I'll buy. Done. Yeah. Sold. All right. Next, we'll go to uh, hello. The Bucks will open up their wallet and get Brady anything and everything he needs to win one more next year. So, I have a bit of a little birdie here. Hmm. 
Okay. And my understanding is the real issue here is there's two real issues. The family is an issue and he's kind of done everything now, right? He's going to have every, he's got every major passing mark. He won another Super Bowl without Belichick. He, he's, there's, he's done it all. I mean, there, there is nothing left to do. That's part of it. The other part of it is he loves Bruce Arians. And there's a lot of thought that Arians is going to retire and not be back as Buccaneers coach. Okay, so I I don't think it's about money. Guys, he's been out-earned by his wife for the last 10 years, all right? I mean, one of the world's leading supermodels. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about, I chose this franchise because I believe in Bruce Arians as a coach, and there was a talent base here that we can then get build on with people who want to play with me to then get to the next level. And I think there is a concern because of the salary cap. They're going to lose guys like Chris Godwin and a bunch of these guys. And then will Bruce Arians return? And I think it it, it seems to be kind of lining up that between that and the family situation, that it seems to kind of be time. I think he's going to retire, actually. So I'm going to sell. I'll sell. Next, we'll go to Sully. Top four sports trophies. Number one, the Stanley Cup. By. by itself you ever seen it you guys ever touched it mm-hmm. they brought it here to Des Moines years ago when we first started minor league hockey Gordy Howe actually brought it here mm-hmm. and went over there and got a chance to meet him and touch it and to see it it's incredible uh, absolute buy you bet uh, Gordy Howe I, I mean I never watched him play but he's like one of my favorite athletes of all time just I mean he was the guy who played until he was like 59 right <laughs> pretty close uh, number two the Masters green jacket uh, bye bye yeah number three Lombardi trophy I'll sell I, I mean it's not it's all it's only iconic because of the name there's I mean if you ask if you just put the Lombardi trophy out like people wouldn't even know that that's the Lombardi. Right, so here's trophy. the question: What would go? Because the next one's the Heisman Trophy, yep. right? Yes. And so when I was when we were with Salem, their corporate offices are in the same building as the Heisman Trophy Trust. And I'm so I mean yeah. I, I got to go downstairs and literally yeah, Heisman's in there yeah, for sure. Yeah, I take get a picture with the Heisman Trophy. It's in there for sure. So I think the first three are dead nuts. We're on. I, I'm I'm open that the Lombardi Trophy is not that iconic. I just don't know what would go there though instead, right? Mm-hmm. What would go? Does the claret jug for winning the British Open go there instead? What what goes there in golf? What goes there instead? Well, like, I, I know, know what goes there. Okay, what? An Olympic gold medal. Okay, that's a good yeah. one. All right, I'll buy yeah, that. That's a good one. All right, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, next, Spirit of the Age says we're in a recession by March. One of the see these mm-hmm. this and the tweet about great reset uh, the, the this and the one about some form of normalcy should have gone back to back in order because I think that's part of what will drive this um, is an attempt to stave this off. I don't think they'll give you like a definitive benchmark. Okay, like like I don't think I'm going to come in the day after, on March the second after the State of the Union and there's going to be 50 emails from people that are like, wow. They must really be desperate to win this election. I didn't. See, I don't think that's coming. No. Okay, but the signal that they will send to their base. Remember, we're dealing with a foreign country. We, we are two different countries here. It will sound like a return to normalcy has been signaled to their people. It'll be a dog whistle to their people, 
because we won't get beyond and we'll get there as soon as everybody's jabbed and people wear a mask for another 60, you know what I'm saying? But, but it'll be presented in a way that their culture, their language will be like, oh yeah, I totally get what that means. Okay. And we'll be like, we don't understand what the Aztecs and the Incas are saying. We are, we come from another culture. We don't get it. Um, and that will be an attempt to try and also signal the major financial houses and the Fed and everybody else who truly controls the economy that um, spring and summer will bring with it uh, relief and normalcy. So, so don't allow this thing to dip into a recession that we can't recover from before we get there. See, I think this all kind of goes together. That's what I think will happen. So you're, you're selling. I'm, I'm, I'm actually on, on this one. Yes, I am going to sell, even though my original prediction was that we were going to see a recession in this quarter. Um, that was before they started saying all the stuff about COVID that they are now saying they, they are preparing an off ramp. They are preparing it. I don't think the Biden regime is sending you what Denmark did today. This is no longer a socially critical disease. They have a 40% of Americans, and they're almost all Dems, by the way, when you, when you look at the Trafalgar poll, they're almost all Dems, would, would literally just get in line through a drive-thru every day to take these jabs. All right? Those are their voters. They're going to serve their voters, but they're not all their voters. So they're going to try to do some kind of cockamamie split the baby in half here. And it, and it will look like more normalcy than their cult base wants to take on. It will frustrate us, especially if you don't live in a place like Iowa and Florida, but it will it will be more open than it was, and it will be an attempt to try to get the financial sector to not drop the total hammer on the economy, and wait it out a little longer. That's what I think. How oh, buy? Buy, sell, or hold. In the month of February, we will see the CDC at least once, quietly as quietly as they can, revise their testing guidelines, with the aim of somewhat or if not 75% of the way there, ending the testing regime. Bye. They've already signaled See, I, that, that you don't have to get tested again to come back from quarantine or yep. any. Yeah, bye. And I think I they agree. will further do that to say, hey, uh, if you're not, if you don't meet these criteria, we're not going to give you a test, which yes. has not been the case. Yes. It's been, I have a sore back. Okay, here's a COVID test. Oh, you're positive. Yeah. You're out of work for 10 days. See, this is what I, when these we, are what the sports leagues are we, doing, not going to even test the unvaccinated anymore. Yeah. All these signals are already being I, sent. Yeah. I think before, before Christmas, you know, I, I, we were talking about, it, I think off the air, what's the sign that COVID stan is waving the white flag? And you gave a great answer about the political realities. Mm-hmm. The specific re- the specific answer that I gave is the testing regime goes away. Yes. That's their excuse to perpetuate this. And I think if they're working for an off, or looking for an off ramp, then, then they'll end that. And then you manipulate your data so that it shows we're on a downhill slide. Correct. We beat this thing. Correct. People In, got boosters. Right they work. The so of, so keep getting the boosters. You're safe now. Yes. Yeah. They'll do it in a way that will affirm their narrative. It'll be total BS. Yep. Okay. But it, they but they are not going to just sit here and just 
and just give in to their cult to the tune of a recession. They got 30 retirements right now to defend. Yep. They're not going to lose 90 seats. They're just not. They're not going to sit there and just do that. All right. So they're going to try something. It may not work. I doubt it will. It will be weak. It'll frustrate us. They'll keep promoting their jab agenda and everything else. And they'll hold on to masking the kids in the schools for as long as they possibly can, because that's kind of a a, a, a trinket. That, that's an alm that they give to their cult base. All right. But on a macro level, they are going to attempt to take some to conjure up some form of an off ramp. It might not be clearly marked. It might not have clear signs. It might be some kind of dirt road or some single lane highway that's in a horror film. But they're going to try to contrive some off ramp to alleviate the political pressure that's on them right now. Any crazy voices, Todd? Uh, I think they'll try. I don't think it's going to be this. Uh, I'll sell. Uh, just too. Uh, addicted to this, and I believe what you said, Steve, yesterday to the convention of states crowd. We are uh, in the end game now. Next up, Joe Himes has a Mount Rushmore of wide receiver duos: Rice to Taylor. That's an obvious Rhymes one. Rice and Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yes. Wayne and Harrison. Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Yeah. yeah they Bruce. have in the wrong order, but yeah, yeah that's a it's an easy one hmm. too. Yeah. Bruce and Holt. Sorry, Todd. I I just skipped that, over you. Y- twice. You're fine. You're fine. I'm. Um, I can't think of a one I'm automatically replacing any of them with, but like a Drew Pearson, Butch Jones, Cliff Branch, Fred Bulletnikoff. Would that be better? We should start thinking a great wide receiver. Got to remember. Well, first of all, there isn't there is an obvious one that might be the number one of all time that did not make this list. Can think, you guys think of what that is? Lynn Swan and John, John Stallworth. That has to be on the list. Yeah. And with all due respect, the fact that you did not put that on the list, I think disqualifies probably, your entire list. That he's, yeah, but he's a younger guy. I mean, that's a pretty young list. Um, and obviously the passing game is yeah, uh, more advanced now, but yeah, you can't you have, have, to have Stallworth and Lynn Swan. You can be a younger guy. You can't tell me I don't know who Babe Ruth is. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Hey yeah. guys, never heard of this Hank Aaron yeah. guy. What, what's a what you know? What's a Wilt Chamberlain? You can't know that some things are just transcendent. Stallworth. We didn't know what wide receiver combos were before Lynn, Lynn Swan and John Stallworth. They created that genre, mm-hmm. so they have to be on the list. Monday show. I knew as the words were coming out of my mouth that I was perhaps opening myself up for, for a uh, dude code violation. Uh, I hope nobody caught it, but somebody did. Joseph Fish says it was a violation of the dude code when Aaron said, all righty, Rue, on the Monday show. (laughs) In my defense, a lot of my time is spent talking to a five-month-old baby. Hey, that's why I can't get rid of the word potty. Or tummy. It was a tummy. It was used in my house for 10 years consecutive, and now it's part of my permanent vocabulary. And about the time I'll be like, I got to stop saying those words. I'm going to have grandkids, so I'll have to be saying them again. So, uh, I no, for that reason, sell. That's not a violation of the dude code when you're a daddy. No. Thank yeah, you. We'll let Thank it slide. You. Thank you. Uh, next one, we already talked about that. Uh, Muttley Wallaf Waffle. Uh, says the junkie needs to hit rock bottom before they can truly recover. The key to revival is the bust. Uh, That's true more often than not. I don't know that's a universal truth, but it is true more often than not, right? I mean, you see this arc of history with God's covenant people in the Old Testament that from bondage to captivity to revival and uh, and redemption. So I'll buy because that's usually is true. So I'll buy. Correct. Next, we go to the warrior poet, who we have a lot of Mount Rushmores the, this week. Mount Rushmore of Super Bowl food. We're getting this ready early. 
uh, buffalo wings. Hi. Right, now I'm going to commit a huge dude code violation. I am not a huge buffalo wings guy. Well, that's okay, but you you but, could but, still but, answer affirmatively. But, but, okay, for the okay. List. So, uh, do they belong there, regardless of my proclivities? Yes. yes. Yeah. I need I need chicken that's got some more meat on it. Okay. I need like I'm a breast guy. All right. I need want like actual meat, not like nibbles. So, but it belongs there. So I'll buy. Uh, queso dip. When done right, yes, I'll buy. And I'm telling you, the best queso dip I've ever had in my entire life is what they make at Pancheros. I've never had better queso than that. It's incredible. It is, That's man. so Dacian. No, it actually, uh, Pancheros. So yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. It is. It's incredible. Uh, the stuff at uh, at Chipotle is is just trash, but Pancheros, their queso dip is great. Uh, cheeseburger sliders. I'm gonna sell, even though it would. I, I, even though I would prefer that to chicken wings. But I don't know that that's a transcendent call as no. much as I yeah. love those. Okay. I want to okay. see what you got. I agree. It's right. not, it and, isn't. And jalapeno poppers. Buy. I'll buy, even though I'm not a big jalapeno guy. But yeah, I'll buy. You just don't like spicy food in general. I don't like. I, it's weird too, you know. With my uh, given my Mediterranean uh, ancestry, you think I would be more into really spicy stuff? I like give me a little bit of kick, you know. But like, you know what I really like? You ever had jalapeno wontons? Oh yeah, they're great. And then you, then you, 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 I like, I like sweet and spicy and savory together. All right, dip those things in like maple syrup. No, perfect. I'm yeah. in favor of whatever appropriates. Uh, what's that's three cultures being appropriated? Yes, jalapeno, wontons, and maple syrup. Well, I am a white colonialist. Yeah, yeah. So I am here to appropriate. Yes. Uh, another <laughs> one. Uh, this is also from Joseph Fish. Uh, Mount Rushmore of soups. Broccoli we cheddar. At the, we're at the bottom of the barrel. No here. doubt, if we're doing soups, <laughs> he's I feel like uh, right now the audience <laughs> like Steve. Do you have a live read? He's, ta- <laughs> he's not even serious about this. He's ta- look at number three. Uh, Lemon rice. I know. What the hell soup. is that? I know. Broccoli cheddar's number you one. Know. Get out of here. We see you, Joseph Fish. Yeah. First of all, New England clam chowder's number one. But anyway. uh, we'll go to uh, really uh, question mark question mark exclamation point exclamation point. Who says the top five best current? NFL play-by-play announces are, and I think this is a good list, five, Gus Johnson, four, Jim Nance, three, Ian Eagle, two, Al Michaels, and one, Kevin Harlan. I mean, I'm fine with the list. To me, Gus Johnson doing college sports is better than, is, is yeah. better than the NFL, particularly because yeah. he typically gets like the sixth game of the week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I'm a big Gus Johnson guy, especially if he's, there's there, there's guys that are good at this. But then when they do major events, the flair they bring, I think of Brett Musburger yeah. and I think Gus Johnson is in that category as well. The flair that they bring to them to a major event adds to it. All right. But the rest of that list is pretty good. I'm OK with it. Yeah. Sure. Yep. All righty. We got a list. This was submitted last week by Alexander Rogers and we didn't have time to get to it, but it was so good. I thought anyway. Uh, that I remembered it this week. This is the top guitar songs of the 90s, and it's only one song per band. Okay. Now, this went all the way up to like 25. I, I cut it down to 15, but I think because of the time here, we only got about two minutes left. We'll go to 10. Okay. And at number 10, and you know how this works, you buy, if you buy where it is on the list, sell. If you don't agree with it, uh, no This holds. is a good list. I yeah. can see right now. Uh, number yep. 10, Alive by buy, Pearl buy. Jam. I'll buy. Yep. Number nine, Cemetery Gates by Pantera. The one song I'm not familiar yeah, with. I don't know that. Yeah. 
Number eight, Monkey Wrench by Foo Fighters. I mean, it's a, it's an all-time great song. Bye. No, number seven, Shine by Collective Soul. That's a number one yeah. song from that decade, so bye. No, I yep. didn't realize Thunderstruck was the was in yep. the 90s yep. by ACDC. Yep, that's a bye. You're doing well. That might be their last truly great song, actually. Enter Sandman by Metallica. Yep. I mean, that's an anthem. Bye. This is a great yep. list. Yep. Man in the Box by Alice in Chains. Yep. Uh, man, I have to... Uh, okay, if we're just doing guitar, fine. But the rooster... I'm just glad Alice in Chains is represented. Is, is, is arguably the greatest song of that entire decade. It's on that list. Uh, let's see. Number three, Cherub Rock by the great decision. Yep. Pumpkins. That's a great decision. Although, do you go with that or do you go with Bullet with Butterfly Wings if we're doing guitar songs? Because that that's a great guitar song as well. Okay. But I'm okay with Cherub Rock. That's fine. Uh, Wicked Garden, Stone Temple Pilots. See, now this is a very, this is a, now you're just showing off. Okay, because there's like four or five better known STP songs you could have chosen for a list like this. But this is where I'm going to dig deep just to show you I know what I'm talking about. That's an excellent call. Bye. And number one, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. So if, 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 if Rooster or Jeremy aren't the best songs of that decade, Black Hole Sun is. Okay. And I think Black Hole Sun is one of the greatest songs ever. It's, one of the greatest songs. It's it's if Led Zeppelin had come along 20, 30 years later, Black Hole Sun would have been one of the songs they had done. All right. Every time I listen to that song, wow, this is a great song. And then after it's over, what in the world? You want to jump off of a building. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is a nihilistic opera is what it is. Yes. But it is an incredible song. That's a great list, man. Mm hmm. That was a really well done list. I will come back. The Weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will join us next. When you have an opportunity to do business with somebody who is not out to end your way of life, and unfortunately... There aren't too many of those opportunities uh, in this day and age. Thankfully, one of them is with an item almost all of us use and need these days, a mobile phone. Check out our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They have your values. They donate to your causes. They're not out there collecting money from you and then using that to then turn around and try to end you. They also offer pretty much the exact same coverage all the big boys do because they're all using the same towers. Our family made the switch late last fall from being members at T-Mobile for nearly 20 years and We've got pretty much the same network, everything else. We were even able to upgrade our phones. So they'll do whatever tailors to your particular situation. If you're a veteran or first responder, they offer you even bigger discounts. Right now, though, if you're just a regular uh, person like me, get a free activation when you use my last name as your offer code, DACE, when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Offer code DACE at patriotmobile.com slash Steve or give them a call at 972-PATRIOT. Let's welcome in. Now, we need to warn you, he is on domestic duty All right, this morning. So if at any point, should a, a baby wake up, Daniel will have to hit the eject button in order to play the far more pivotal role of daddy. Uh, but our colleague and the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, is here with us again. Good to see you, my friend. Let's get right to it then, because you never know when those uh, little stinkers are going to wake up. All right? So Ron Johnson's uh, COVID stand hearing, the second opinion hearing, uh, the senator from Wisconsin that he had earlier this week, some absolutely incredible 
testimony and information shared, the kind of stuff that it's either true or it's not, the kind of stuff that either Ron Johnson should be expelled from the Senate for for allowing his office to be a platform for dangerous information of this magnitude during a pandemic, or if it's true, folks need to be like in prison and getting hung right now, like in the next 10 minutes, that kind of stuff. One of them came from someone that you've had on your podcast before, an attorney, I think he's out of Ohio, named Thomas Renz, who's one of the few that has gone to all that war against COVID, Stan. And and you wrote more about this today over at The Blaze. The data that he showed about incidents of adverse side effects with jabs and the military. I want to give you the floor now. Give us the details. Sure, Steve. So if, if you ever wanted to discover a Rosetta Stone... Okay, something that is going to answer all of the vaccine questions. We hear rumors. We see safety signal issues with the vaccine. We understand the mechanisms of action of the spike protein, lipid nanoparticles, that it might be pro-inflammatory. It could cause certain ailments. We understand this, but we don't have hardcore data. We have theirs, which is unbelievably uh, concerning. But they're like, well, we don't want to trust that because, you know, half the entries or a quarter of the entries are from laymen. Well, if I had to give you one place, one data set that will discover everything, it's the military. The military has what's called DMED, the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database. It was designed for epidemiology. It was designed as a national security tool to make sure if there's any emerging trends in your active duty military, you're seeing, I don't know, toxins, poisons, they're exposed to something, you will catch that in all the diagnosis codes. So basically, this has at any given day, week, month, year, all the diagnosis codes 100% um, filled in by military doctors. No one else has access to it. And um, it's like ICD codes like you'd have in the civilian world, but they have it as well. And what happened was the background, and I've spoken to two of the uh, military doctor whistleblowers cited by by Thomas Renz, and I spoke to Renz himself for a number of hours. I've I've known about the broad project for several months. Um, it's not that one day doctors decided to nerd out and look at the database, and they're like, "Wow, you know, every disease known to man, every ailment known to man, the number of ICD codes increased three hundred percent, a thousand percent in one year over the five year preceding average." It's that clinically. They were experiencing this. They were experiencing young soldiers. They had to treat these people, uh, these soldiers, as patients. So they, yeah. so they're the ones filing the medical reports themselves as the as the as yes. the provider, right? Yes, they they have no agenda, and they were seeing obviously the heart inflammation, the blood clotting, the neurological, and then these sudden metastatic cancers. You'll get a twenty-year-old uh, out of basic training, and 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 you'll have, and I don't know oncology, but. There's signs of just abnormal sudden metastatic cancer in a 20-year-old that you just don't see in your career. Now, remember, the military is a confined, defined universe. They are the only ones using TRICARE. They're the only ones using those doctors. Um, So you have a continuous – really goes back before 2016, but they didn't use it just because the ICD codes get updated. They're on ICD-10. That was ICD-9. So you have a five-year baseline average and then 2021. And you see – um, miscarriages. Okay, they went from a baseline of about fourteen ninety nine per year to forty one eighty two, three hundred percent increase. Oh These are not my. numbers. These are not people. These are codes. So when you have a diagnosis and a course of treatment or whatever, you'll have a number of codes for each person. Um, so it doesn't give you a you know a number of people uh, metric, but it is 
um, it is an apples to apples comparison, Steve. And remember, it was not designed for medical codes and we're repurposing it for epidemiology. It is designed for epidemiology, hence the name, uh, the E in the DMED term. Then you have, as as Renz mentioned at the hearing, a 300% increase in cancer diagnoses uh, codes. Uh, 38,700 five-year average is up to 114,000 for 2021. And by the way, just the first 10 months. They don't have November, December. So it's a 10-month data set compared to the average 12-year uh, years annuals for the five preceding years. Um, neurological, and this is the big one because the neurological inflammation, I mean, this is what we're seeing, the vertigo, the, the, the brain bleeds, the strokes, um, 82,000 codes, baseline, it's up to 86, 863,000, so a tenfold increase in one year. Um, uh, heart attacks, 269% increase. Bell's palsy, that's a big one associated with vaccines, mm -hmm. 291%. Uh, congenital malformations, Okay, these are kids born with defects. Uh, so these are children using uh, the military doctors or on active of active duty parents. 156% increase female infertility. Okay, remember the lipid nanoparticles they deposit in the ovaries. We have the menstrual irregularities that everyone agrees to. Uh, I mean, it's like it's a massive percentage of women. 471% increase in codes for female infertility. Pulmonary embolism. Lungs, blood clotting, okay? It's the mixture of the two. It's the uh, blood clotting in the lungs. This is the spike protein. This is its dirty work. 467% increase. The thing is, I had Thomas give me the 2020 number. So the previous five-year baseline average includes 2016 through 2020. 2020 is an interesting year because it's the first year of the, of the pandemic, but before the vaccine. So maybe some of this is COVID. The numbers were remarkably consistent with the preceding four years. Uh, so you don't really see it coming from COVID. For example, they're trying to say COVID is causing miscarriages, COVID is causing the stillborns, but um, the numbers were actually slightly lower in 2020 than the five-year average, 1477 instead of 1499, basically on par. Um, so that's another thing that's important. But broadly speaking, what I was told by two whistleblowers themselves is that they went over to their commanders and they went over to the uh, public health officials at the Defense Health Administration, DHA, and they said, look, um, we're, we're seeing these problems. You need to investigate it. We really do think this is coming from the vaccine based on the timing, the symptoms. Um, one of them himself, one of the doctors himself has neurological um, disorders from it, showed up on an MRI. He was damaged from the Moderna shots, and he had six other people presenting with the exact same things within a week of the vaccine. Uh, severe vertigo was the, the main symptom at first. And they got blown off. They refused to do anything. And, you know, we talked a lot about the hospitalizations, right? The, the, the death trap, the genocide in the hospitals. Imagine being in a military. It's not like you could call up Ryan Cole right. or the frontline doctors. So, if you're vax injured, you're screwed. They couldn't run labs and tests, and they're required under law for EUA vaccination adverse reactions. It's standard of care. They couldn't get it. They won't. They won't make those labs available to them for their patients in in their units. Um, and and then certainly, by the way, COVID treatment. I mean, forget it. You're done. You can't get anything in in the military. That's banned. Um, here here's the deal, Steve. 
it's not our job to prove with scientific law and the scientific method that it it definitely increases your baseline risk for this category once you get the shot by X number of percentage. The point is the military had no interest in this. Either it's massive insurance fraud is somehow taking place or there's a glitch. But again, their clinical experience shows that. And, and I was told there are upwards of 40 others that have come forward. I don't know how many are going to put their names out um, like these three and how many are not. There already were maybe seven, eight others. Um, as I was talking to Mr. Renz on the phone, he, um, there was an email of another uh, military doctor uh, who said that 10% of all of his visits in 2021 were vaccine injuries, Ugh. what he believes to be vaccine injuries. I have seen the documents, the declarations that they have signed that are going to be submitted to federal court. Um, by Renz in some of these uh, mandate cases, I believe, for federal workers. Uh, so they have signed, they have attested that they have downloaded this data. They have it. They've seen it. And in their clinical experience, they believe that it reflects, uh, um, you know, injury from the vaccine. And the bottom line is it is their job to follow up on this. Steve, let's say this is coming from the Chinese poison the water somewhere. I don't know. That in itself is criminal that they allowed this to go on for a full year when it's unmistakable. It's not like some random thing you dig up. DHA officials are locked in on this. This mm -hmm. is their job, mm -hmm. right? You can't have a military where you suddenly have, you know, remember, Steve, the Gulf War syndrome. Picture things like that. This stuff does come up. Or Agent Orange during Vietnam, that. stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's nowhere to run or hide. I mean, I have known about the anecdotes from these doctors for a few months already, um, you know, picture the, the soccer players dropping on the field. Well, so, Daniel, we are, we are about a calendar year likely from some people you and I know pretty well that are going to be sitting probably in congressional majorities with subpoena power and oversight of the, uh, of the military, of the U S military. Right. I mean, get yes. some definitive answers then one way or the other. Yes. And, and, and Steve, another important thing is there's a lot of questions being raised as much as we have, I think brought tremendous amount of evidence of problems with the both the the side effects and the efficacy of the vaccines being leaky and possibly you know causing negative efficacy even even that is all relying on their data everything right. our world in data or you know world of meters this these are all put out by the bad guys we mm -hmm. know that they're lie cheat steal and murder to, they will do anything and it's been proven to advance their agenda so even then, you can't trust them with data. So, for example, I, I saw one of the sworn affidavits where one of the flight surgeons of the in, in the military that's involved with uh, Thomas Renz uh, swore to the fact that, to the best of his knowledge, the myocarditis and pericarditis data. I don't have the numbers, um, but they will be released within the next few days. I believe maybe in July or August were downloaded. And then recently, a few weeks ago, they're like one fifth of what they were then. They got slid back. Hmm. Um, so there's some of this going on as well. And that's why Senator Johnson said he put them on notice because his concern was that they might erase it now. I have heard that an hour after Renz testified, uh, the DMED system went down where doctors in the military could not access it. Mm. I, I believe it's been 
up and down a little bit. I don't know where it stands at you this moment. Yeah. Um, but it was up Monday morning. Okay. That's for sure, you know, continuously. And then it's been a little bit funny since then. I don't know much more about that. Folks, Daniel's got a story uh, quantifying everything you just told us out for the blaze today. Get that story. Share it with everybody you know, particularly everybody in the military uh, that you know. Great work as always, my friend. All right. Thank you very much. We'll see you later. You bet. We'll see you next week. Daniel's appearance brought to you by realestateagentsitrust.com. If you want to get involved in the real estate market during these unprecedented times, Bing. make sure you do so with an agent you can trust and you're going to find them where the name says it all. That's why we called it that. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This was a company started by Glenn Beck and some of his associates because you guessed it. They ran into real estate agents. They learned the hard way they could not trust. They did not want that to happen to you. So just about anywhere you want to move to or from, we can probably find you a real estate agent you can not only trust, but who comes in with a track record of success that you can rely on for that as well. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, realestateagentsitrust.com. Two-minute warning. Thoughts on the show and or the conversation Daniel and I just had. Taking this vaccine is like sitting at the Russian roulette table in the deer hunter. T- prove me wrong. That's the table. You just Walmart and all these places just just be handing out red bandanas. Yes. Yeah. You know, on the bright side, coming up in overtime, we're going to be discussing how 40% of the country would willingly throw themselves and their children into the fires of Moloch. So there's that. I- did you guys see the poll that I think it was 68% of Americans who are double or triple jabbed mm-hmm. still are yeah. either moderately or seriously Times, worried about uh, a COVID illness? Yeah. That is, that is, I think the analogy I drew in response to when I said 68% of Israelites in the Valley of Ben-Hinnom are still concerned as they cast their babies into the fire to Malek and then rhythmically dance to the drums that are beat so that they can drown out the screams of their dying children. They're still concerned, 68% of them are, that this fall's harvest yield still may not be up to snuff. Mission accomplished, in other words. When from the very beginning, if you were 65 or under and no comorbidities, Steve, you're the numbers memory guy, what percentage of likelihood of I surviving think, uh, did it was, you have? It was, it was like 98 and a half percent. Of is what the number was, according when you look so at certain uh, death, the right? stratified. Certain death. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 98.5%. I mean, that's what it was in like 2020. Before taking anything, whether it's early treatment or whether it's um, uh, vaccine, anything. I mean, you look at Israel's ICU numbers. Yeah. They're on a fourth round of jabbing their population. Mm-hmm. Have you seen their... You had it in your montage, didn't yep. you? The ICU numbers in, in Israel compared to the UK and Denmark. There is some insane data out right now comparing uh, India and Israel. One of the most and one of the least jabbed countries in the world and how India is responding to Omicron. They have virtually the exact same case rate, but their severity rates at India are dramatically lower than what they are in Israel. Hmm. What are the Israelis, what did you get for this for the, from your government? The lockdowns, all these jabs, you've got nothing. They got a nice golden calf. One, one out of 16 Israelis has COVID right now. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.